It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got a really good one for you today as the Dubs get their first win of the 2019-2020 season against the New Orleans Pelicans, 134-123. We got everything coming out of that game, a little recap, a little post-game, and a surprise player of the game as well. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, your host. What's going on? It's been a rough start to the year for for the Golden State Warriors. It's been uncharacteristic and not the losing. The losing has been almost understandable. You know, obviously we don't want to accept losses and things like that, but if you're being realistic about this team and this roster, you know, the the losses that they suffered were understandable. But what wasn't understandable was the fact that they just did not look like themselves at all. They were not playing like themselves themselves. They struggled to score. They struggled to defend. They struggled to rebound. They struggled to do anything, really. But last night against the Pelicans, they were able to get it together and play much more like themselves, which is what you wanted to see. They were able to play with pace. They were able to defend. Tons of energy. And speaking of energy, the first player I want to point out, because I don't know if I have really talked about him much, uh, in the midst of those losses that the Warriors suffered because, you know, they were bad losses and why there, there wasn't much to really to really talk about with those. But Amari Spellman has been, he's played the hardest out of anyone on this team over the last three games. And you didn't really see that during the preseason. He was, not that he didn't play hard, but you didn't see him as, his role wasn't as the high-energy guy off the bench. And that's the role that he's taken in these first couple games of this season. And it's been great, especially because of the fact that no one else has, at least throughout the first two games. No one else played with energy. No one else came, uh, you know, diving all over the floor for the ball. And so I just wanted to point that out because, you know, it's I probably would have forgotten it again. But he really has shown up and showed out uh, with his energy. And tonight, you know, it it, uh, it showed up on the box score as well. He had a massive put-back dunk that got everyone going. Um, still doing the the uh, the effort, effort plays that we've seen. And was able to get his offense going a little bit. And one thing that I also appreciate is you could see from the, the first game, knowing that it's been a problem, he's 
he's been focusing on his rebounding. And now it hasn't shown up in big numbers, but his effort, uh, his size, and willingness to you know bang around with other bigs has been apparent. So I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned him uh, before I go off on anything else because he's he his energy, like I've said, this team, the the roster isn't great. And one of the things they're going to have to lead the league in is hustle and energy, and they did that tonight, but they hadn't done it in the first two games. But I thought Amari Spellman had in those first two games. So anyways. First quarter of the game, Warriors get out to a nice lead. Uh, they finish the quarter up 27-23. to 23. The best part of the first quarter, obviously, is Jordan Poole going 3 of 4 from the field, 3 of 3 from 3 for 9 points. And that's what you need from him. Now, I just jumped ahead because you're saying Jordan Poole in the first quarter. Yes, Jordan Poole in the first quarter because Steve Kerr made the change to have Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, uh, Glenn Robinson, D'Angelo Russell, and Draymond Green all start, which is going small. I don't. This wouldn't be the new death lineup. I wouldn't call it that because the death lineup was, you know, pretty, pretty uh, efficient and proficient. But uh, this is this is them going small, and it worked because Draymond was locked in. He also was locked in uh, with the fact that Derek Favors was out, Drew Holiday was out, Zion Williamson was out. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't have been if Derek Favors was playing, but he saw, you know, Jackson Hayes and who else? Like Nicola Melli or whoever it is. Oh, uh, Jaleel Okafor, which, look, I like Jaleel Okafor. I think he's uh, a role player in this league and got a bad rap uh, initially when he started in the NBA. But, you know, throwing it down on the post to Jaleel Okafor against Draymond Green is not going to work. Uh, D'Angelo Russell... Inefficient early, but he did have seven points in the first quarter, but he did go two of eight. So, you know, it's a, uh, you know, give and take. <laughs> but one thing you noticed immediately was the effort was different. The energy was different, uh, especially on the defensive side. They were flying around. They were getting up and down in this game. That was one of the things that was really fun about this game, too, was the pace. Both teams were willing to run, and one team just kind of did it a lot better than the other. Uh, in the second quarter, Steph Curry, here's another thing that Steve Kerr did uh, to make an adjustment, is Steph only played eight minutes in the first quarter where he usually plays the entire first quarter, and he actually started the second quarter where he came out and led that second unit, and that's when the Warriors started to get a nice, comfortable lead. They put up 45 in the second quarter. Steph led the team with 13, going four of six from the field, three of four from three, a couple of assists as well. Draymond Green was out there doing what Draymond Green does when he's locked in. He had a triple-double about midway through the third, had seven assists in the second quarter, a handful of rebounds. And you know what? He was getting buckets too, and in a Draymond Green kind of way, assisted buckets and transition buckets. The jumpers, the threes, things like that, you know, he's going to have to take some, but that's not his game. His game is more in transition, and his game is more being set up by other people. Uh, Damian Lee comes in for the first time in the second quarter, and he balled out. There's there's no no other way to say it. He ended up with 10 points in the second quarter, 4 or 5 from the field, 2 or 3 from 3. We'll get to more of him in just a minute. Glenn Robinson's another guy who played well. He had eight points in the second quarter. And like I said, this is where the Warriors were able to to blow it open. And at halftime, they were up 72-55. to 55, Nice little 17-point lead. 
uh, they were able to add on after the first quarter. We're going to move on to the second half in just a minute, but first, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Warriors started the third with a 13-point lead, excuse me, 17-point lead over the Pelicans, who were without Drew Holiday, Derek Favors, and Zion Williamson. You know, I, I kind of pushed back against the them being without Zion Williamson, like they were without him, and he probably would have helped. But to me, the bigger losses are the two big veterans. But anyways, that's just me. I don't want to go on a rookie rant here. Uh, because I've done more than enough of them. But in the third, D'Angelo Russell, this is where he started to get it going, which is another bright spot in tonight's game. Yeah, it wasn't his greatest game ever, but you started to see some of it come together for him uh, late late in the game, especially in the second half. He was 4 of 7 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3, uh, had 9 points in the third quarter to go with 3 assists. Now he, like I said, it's not been perfect for him. He's still finding his footing with the Warriors. The jumper is coming along. Uh, he started to play more of his own game, which which I thought was great, where he's driving to the hoop. He was able to get to the hoop. I wouldn't say it will, but almost it will. And started to get that mid-range going, and then that kind of translated out to the three-point line, which was good to see. It's going to be imperative for him to be a, a solid three-point shooter. You know, he shot about 37% last year. Going to need at least that again this year. Glenn Robinson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry all had four points in the third quarter. Again, Damian Lee had himself a nice third where he had six points, uh, one of two from three, two of four from the field, a couple free throws. He was just he was just really good. This is probably the best game of Damian Lee's career, and I'm going to talk about him more in a minute and the roster construction and things like that, but he was he was great tonight. I don't want to say they don't win without him, but... Man, it was a nice cushy win because of him, in major part because of him. On to the fourth, Warriors were up 103-79. So this thing was in the bag, but again, with this new Warriors team, we don't know what a blowout looks like. You know, with the the teams they've had over the last four years, yeah, 24-point lead going to the fourth, wrap it up, dude, like Steph. 
KD and Clay and Draymond shouldn't play the four, all that stuff. But we don't know what it looks like. And we got a glimpse of it tonight where the Warriors were able to shut the door uh, with Steph and D'Angelo Russell. You started to see, I mean, one of the great things about tonight is this was a Steph game. You know, there are other aspects that were pretty great. Draymond had a triple-double. Damian Lee had himself a double-double and 20-plus points. But this was a Steph game in the sense he's bombing 30-foot threes. He's getting to the hoop. Tons of back cuts tonight. Tons of assists. I don't even have the other assist totals from the last two games. But I I would gladly (laughs) tell you that tonight's the most assists they've had all season. With 37 because, and I don't need to check the other games because there's no way I'd be surprised if they had 37 assists in those two games combined. So this was a Steph game. This was a Warriors game. Like I said, Steph bombing from three, Glenn Robinson getting involved, everyone getting involved in playing Warriors basketball. Now the defense still has problems, but Draymond was so locked in tonight defensively that he helped carry the defense, honestly. Now, the only reason it was an 11-point win is because Steve Kerr pulled everyone with about five minutes left and went with, you know, two two-way contract guys and three rookies, basically. So they were able to, the Pelicans were able to close the gap uh, in the fourth. The Pelicans scored 44 and the Warriors scored 31, but that is because of the garbage time. You know, uh, Steve Kerr pulled the plug when the Warriors were up 26 and uh the 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 mop up unit couldn't couldn't keep pace but trust me it was not as close as an 11 point game one of the things i wanted to talk about uh about this game and just in general was Draymond Green who had himself best game of the year so far no question uh he was 7 of 12 from the field oh of 1 from 3 but he did have 17 total rebounds 10 assists 16 points for the triple-double, obviously. But the thing is, those rebounds, man, those were aggressive rebounds. Those were going up and getting them, not just the balls bouncing out to me. And one of the things why I wanted to bring him up was because I didn't mind his comments from after the first two games about effort and, you know, we suck and this and that. But I, I don't think they're very helpful on a team this young. And I also think when you're calling out effort, you better be the guy trying the hardest on the court. And the thing is, he wasn't through the first two games. I mean, he just was not. And you can say, well, how do I know whether he's trying or not? Go ahead and put on tonight's game, put on the first two games, and tell me if he's trying, if he's going all out. And it's understandable to an extent when you're down 30. But even before they were down 30, it just wasn't the high-energy Draymond Green that we've seen before. Tonight is exactly that. And that's also part of being a leader. You have to drag, and he knows, you have to drag these young guys along with you. And once the young guys see that the, you know, multiple-time all-star defensive player of the year, $100 million man, is dragging ass, guess what they're going to do? Probably the same thing. So I was really happy to see his effort tonight and that it came out with just a a monstrous triple-double as well. That, That always helps. But just the fact that he was all over the place playing like the Draymond we know. But the other question is as well, can that can he do that for 82 games? Can his body hold up to do that through 82 games? Who knows? Who knows? But that's not an excuse in the first two games as to why he wasn't doing it. So I was glad to see it tonight. And 
it was another huge reason why the Warriors were able to win. Now, they're playing the Suns tomorrow, which is not your father's sons. Is that is that what the saying is? They're not the sons that you remember. These guys are feisty. They lost by one uh, on a last-second foul to the Utah Jazz last night. This team's good, so the Warriors are going to have to show up and play well again, uh, but we'll talk about that more tomorrow. As far as last night's game goes, Damian Lee was player of the game, I'd say. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, it's light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Damian Lee was the player of the game last night. He came out and had 23 points and 11 rebounds off the bench, two assists as well, was 8 of 14 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. Now, this is in a, a performance you're getting from a two-way player coming off the bench and I know they have a ton of trust in him because he's been there for a year. They know his ability, but this is his first career double-double coming off the bench for a team that he probably should be on the regular season roster, but instead he's still on a two-way contract, and he's going to get all of his days used up on that two-way, no question. It's 45 days with the main team, and they've I, I believe they eliminated travel days, so... It's a little easier to manage now, but again, he's going to be an important piece of this team as a two-way player, which is kind of crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if when the time comes, which is, what is it, end of March or part sometime in March, I believe, when they can add a 15th player because the prorated salary will be still less than what they can add under the hard cap, which I know is confusing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the guy that they add to the team. Or if there's a situation where they just might decide that they are going to need, they already know they're going to need him more than the 45 days allowed. And as we all know, Marquise Chris is still on a non-guaranteed contract. Maybe they make that move. Who knows? I'm just speculating. Really, I just want to make sure I point out and shout out and congratulate Damian Lee on a career night. Uh, we had 23 and 11, and it was funny during the game. You're sitting there watching, and you're like, damn, Damian Lee's got a ton of rebounds. And you go check, and he's got, you know, 11 rebounds uh, at the end of the game. It was a great game for him. Warriors definitely needed it. And, again, it wasn't just hero ball or this or that. He was cutting to the hoop, finishing at the rim, uh, was good in transition. I honestly don't see him getting his ass kicked defensively either. Like, he's – a fine defender. 
I, I still am not sure why he's not uh, on the 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 official roster. Why he's on a two way, but wouldn't be surprised if that fixes itself by the end of the season. My league pass picks for this evening. There's only three games: Atlanta, at Miami, Dallas at Denver, and Memphis at L.A. You know, John Morant's been fun to watch. There's no doubt about it. But Memphis at L.A., I'm just not really interested in. I still think Memphis gets smacked, even though John Morant is fun. So I'm going to go with Atlanta at Miami. Obviously, Atlanta, Trey Young, all the young guys. Trey Young's been killing it. So he's fun to watch. Match up well against Miami, two evenly matched teams. But the thing is with Miami, man, Kendrick Nunn is out there balling. And the one thing that's upsetting about that is he was in the Warriors organization last year. He was with the Santa Cruz Warriors. And I know circumstances changed. It's hindsight. But they, the Miami Heat signed him uh, towards the end of last season. And now he's starting for him and averaging, you know, over 20 points uh, for the Miami Heat right now, which great find for them, but also hurts the Warriors a little bit that he's not uh, suiting up with them. But oh, well. So that's a good one to watch. And then Dallas at Denver. Denver narrowly beats the Sacramento Kings last night. And they're taking on Dallas, who I don't know if I'm just soured by all the hype with Luka and Porzingis or what. I know a lot of people love them. They're still fun to watch. But, yeah, the hype gets annoying, man. And the hype gets annoying, to me at least. But those are two good games I'm going to be checking out. And you know what? If you want to watch Memphis and the Lakers, I won't hold it against you. I promise. I promise. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.